Well, folks, Jadivsha Arish, Augusta Jerry Adams, and Shaw Arish. And just reflecting on the ongoing debate here and what's happening in other parts of the world, and it strikes me that the democratic question remains the key issue internationally and in our own place. And that has probably been the case since people first asserted their right to citizenship. Because at the heart of that right, of that entitlement, is an entitlement to self-governance. That's the governance of the people, for the people and by the people, without outside interference by others. This issue or the denial of this right creates and underpins conflict. That's what's at the core of the war in Ukraine, in Palestine and other places. It was the cause of conflict in our own place and remains the main reason for division here. I somehow reduced this question in the election debate, this question of democracy, to whether the unionist parties will vote for a Sinn Féin first minister. And that is an important question. Without doubt, Sinn Féin accepts the right of the unionists to the position, if that's what the electorate decide. But none of us should be surprised at the main unionist leaders refusing to state clearly their acceptance of a Sinn Féin first minister, if that's what the people decide. Doug Beatty, can, he can speak for himself, but it's clear that Jeffrey Donaldson is gearing up for a post-election negotiation, and that's part of his tactical approach. Of course, he also may not be prepared to accept the Sinn Féin First Minister. If so, he should say so, now, loudly and clearly. Either way, he should spell out his intentions. But, to my main point, the issue of democracy is more profound than the a la carte attitude of the DUP to the election of a First Minister. I believe that there are certain rights which people in this modern age require if they're to be happy and to have the basics for living, including the right to food, to water, to a home, to work and to health and education services. There are other uh, rights to do with language and a sense of ourselves and freedom from harassment and freedom from sectarianism, all important. And society must be shaped around these rights. Society must be based on equality and shaped around people, around citizens, not elites, not monarchies or hierarchies. And among these rights is the right to self-government and the right to have maximum control of that government. The exercise of self-determination, or the denial of it for people in Ireland, has bedeviled Anglo-Irish history. For the life of me, I can never imagine why anyone would want someone from another country to govern them. Of course, we should all work and cooperate together in the common good. But I wouldn't like to be dictating or taking decisions for people in places where I have no right to be involved with. That's their prerogative. It's not mine. Though I stress as an internationalist my willingness to find common cause with others on the basis of equality and a better world. When Britain had an empire, some Irish people from the ruling classes here supported that concept. 
and they rose to high positions in that system, they were imperialists. Others who were not necessarily imperialist, but mostly unionist and working class, also liked being part of the empire. Nowadays, Britain has no longer an empire, unless you count us. But some still cling to the rituals and the false memories of the old order. Brexit is a good example of that. And nowadays there is growing anecdotal evidence that some unionists are increasingly being exacerbated by the attitude of the English government towards the people of the North. Boris Johnson brazenly breaks international agreements and tells lies about Downing Street parties while others are expected to follow the rules. He has a right-wing English majority in the British Parliament that empowers and facilitates his actions. According to the most recent opinion polls, 75% of the British public don't trust him. He clearly cares nothing for working people and even less about working people in Ireland or about Ireland at all. Listen the frequency with which the Tories historically and in more recent months and years have repeatedly stabbed unionists in the back are a powerful argument for taking power away from Westminster and asserting control over our own affairs. Despite this reality, unionist leaders remain locked into an unhealthy relationship with the Tories and with Westminster. And so, back to the issue of self-determination, that is, democracy in its fullest sense, that is, the right of the people of the island of Ireland to govern ourselves. We also have the wit and the wisdom, working together as equals to govern ourselves and our own interests better than anyone in Westminster. I want to live in a truly representative democracy and a politically independent and reunited Ireland. And there's now a peaceful way to achieve this through the referendums contained in the Good Friday Agreement. There is a responsibility on the Irish government to bring forward a strategy to secure this. A first step would be to convene an all-Ireland and all-Ireland Citizens' Assembly, which would bring together opinion from all sectors of society to plan for the future and to prepare for the referendum. Consultation, engagement, persuasion, negotiations with a view to securing active support for a new Ireland must be the means towards these ends. That's the choice facing political unionism, to join with the rest of us or to stagger from one self-inflicted crisis to the next one. Unionism is part of our shared history so too as Orangeism, should also be part of our future. Orange is one of our national colours. The challenge is to join orange and green together in a new dispensation based on equality. What do you think, Geoffrey? On a totally different subject as we approach Easter, you'll know that I'm a supporter of the campaign to preserve Moor Street, the battlefield site to which the garrison from the GPO retreated in 1916 and where the leaders first met, or at least most of the leaders first met. And there is an ongoing effort to get that site developed as a cultural uh, quarter in a fitting way to remember what occurred as part of our revolutionary history, but also to educate and to inform and indeed to be 
part of an economic hub, a tourist hub for Dublin City and for the nation. I really can't imagine any other state which would have left derelict such an important site. So, you may have noticed that the Merseyside Preservation Trust had a stand up in the Kennedy Centre last uh, weekend and that was highly successful. And they have a raffle, an Easter raffle, to raise funds for their campaign. And the prize is one of the iconic Hoth rifles smuggled into Ireland in 1914. And the ballot will be drawn on Easter Monday. So there's still time to buy a ballot if you're interested. You can log on to the Moore Street Preservation Trust Facebook page. You can follow the link through to the raffle or you can nip into the uh, shop on Ashog or indeed go to Aris O'Connila. So a very, very worthy cause and a good cause and a brilliant prize if you were lucky enough to win it. My little piece last week about radio programmes sparked off some recollections among some of my old prison pals of sing-songs in the hits blocks when I was a remand prisoner there one time. And the, the remand block was a mixed one. That is, both Republican and Loyalist remand prisoners were held there. And relationships and fairness were generally well-mannered and without some of the fraught hostility and dangers of remand in Belfast prison. There were regular sing-songs after lock-up with singers warbling their contributions out the gap in the cell doors. By mutual agreement, songs which may have given offence were generally avoided. And at that time, Downtown Radio had a country and western programme hosted by Big T. And his catchphrase was, Keep it country. That was also, if I recall correctly, the name of his programme. The Keep It Country phrase was adopted by remand prisoners and yelled out in unison if any singer drifted into unacceptable tunes during the sing-songs. Such lapses were shouted down by repeated Keep it country! Keep it country! chants and banging on the doors and on the pipes. And it worked well. Frankie Johnson was one of my favourite singers. Frankie, originally from St James's in Belfast, is now exiled in Uri. His rendition of Tom Jones' standards was exceptional, especially Delilah. The combined Republican and Loyalist backing singers belting out the chorus stays with me yet, especially the close harmony we doodle 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 do, innovations which followed Delilah, or which followed Frankie's My, my, my Delilah. Why, 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 Delilah? So, I think I'll uh, go out in in memory of our friend Frankie with Tom Jones and Delilah. Oh, and and by the way, before we go, my my COVID recovery continues, and I'm doing much better than most people and other unfortunate folks. And my main sympathy, my main symptom was lethargy and 
I, I, I developed a profound ability to sleep around the clock, which is no bad thing. They're, they tell us that sleep is a great healer. And I'm really grateful for my vaccines and booster and for our health workers. And I credit them and my mask wearing and social distancing with the fact that I was going able to dodge the COVID for almost two years. But just when I thought I was out the gap, whack, COVID sneaked up on me. Anyway, apart from radio memories, my recent acquaintance with COVID included me having some very vivid dreams. And I've read that there is a COVID dream aspect to this virus. And I can testify to this. My dreams all seem to involve my friend Jerry Kelly. The funny thing about it is when I wake up from the dream and then fall asleep again, the dream picks up where it left off. It's like a dream serial. And a lot of it seems to involve a very long train journey with me assisting Jerry to get away from whoever he's trying to get away from, or perhaps whoever or whatever he's trying to catch up with. He's clearly a benign, heroic presence, and in the dreams I am happy to help him. The problem is, as with many dreams, that while it's vivid, while it's happening, when I awake, it's also vivid, but by the time the next day comes, my memory and my dream is hazy and vague except for Jerry Kelly's heroic presence. Isn't that strange? So, out with uh, Tom Jones, dedicate this to Jerry Kelly, but in memory of Frankie Johnson. Gunyuri and Tal Lebsha, Mila, Buehas, Slan, Gojo. of love on her blind She was my woman As she deceived me I watched and went out of my mind My, my, my Delilah Why I crossed the street to her house and she opened the door 